0: Guys, you are listening to Coffee with Callie. I am your host, Callie Original. And today we have a very special guest, Miss Lisette Arenas. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you, Callie? It's good to see you. I am fantastic.
0: It only took a whole year to record this. I
1: know. It's so crazy. But we're here. Right? We did it. Right? Yeah. I really appreciate it.
0: And you're right down the road, which has made it even easier. Yes. Yeah.
1: Thankfully, it wasn't too... Too much of a, a travel for you.
0: <laughs> so uh, first off, let's tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you do, and kind of uh, just just go with the flow.
1: Okay. Um, so as you mentioned, my name is Lizette Arenas, and I am many things, I would say. I am a mom. I have two little ones. I'm a wife. Um, I'm a Spanish teacher at a high school here in the Valley. Um, and I'm a singer and um, I am working on releasing my first ever like solo project Um, it's called Blue and it is an EP coming out in April um, April 22nd specifically so yeah just have a lot of plates that I juggle a lot of hats that I wear in my life um, but that I'm really blessed to I'm really excited to and fortunate to um, to have to juggle so yeah it's a little bit about me
0: So how did the singing come along?
1: Yeah, um, it's kind of, you know, as I'm sure you've heard many people say, um, it started very young. I I was around it a lot because my dad is a musician, and he comes from a musical family. And um, when we were kids, um, I can't say we, I was a kid. My siblings were really, really little. But we lived in California. And at that time, my dad was actually like, doing little tours, singing with his brother, um, around different churches in Sun Valley and, um, and, and in other parts of Northern California and Southern California. And so like, I just remember and have very young memories of being at the church, seeing him performing, um, wanting to be with him, wanting to be singing and, Um, Thankfully, there's a few pictures where I can actually see that happening at different concerts that he would have or things like that. And so it was just always something that was around me. It was something that I guess you could even say it was in me to want to express myself with. And so um, coming back to it now is also like a homecoming for me. Like it feels like a part of me is also coming back to myself and so it's a really exciting thing to experience
0: so how did you meet dan nicholson
1: yeah um so the funny thing is that we actually went to high school at this in the same high school um we didn't really we weren't like friends necessarily in high school but we had mutuals if that makes sense um and then after high school um obviously we're each living our own lives and then um two years ago now, in August, I guess it'll be two years, I had been looking to get a memorial tattoo for my grandmother who had uh, passed away um, in early 2020, or mid 2020, it was in June. And um, I reached out to Josh Lavario, who is one of the tattoo artists at Dodge City. And I had an appointment. I show up to my appointment and there he is. There's Daniel. And I recognized him. He recognized me. He was there working on a client as well. And in the background, he was just kind of playing his music. And I didn't know it was him. And we just kind of struck conversation. And he remembered that I sang and just kind of went from there. So, yeah. So it was a happy accident. Totally. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was really cool. Um, It was one of those things where like, he was really excited about uh, Imperfect Picture. That's what he was working on at the time. And um, he ended up bringing up like randomly, because of course, like the the piece that I got took quite a few hours. I think it was a six hour piece. And so um, into the evening, he just kind of brought up like randomly, like, hey, if I hit you up to sing on a song for my album, like, are you down? And it felt very easy to say yes which was strange because again like I'd been completely not doing anything with music for a while and so um but it just felt safe it felt like I was in a place in my life where like I could say yes to something like that knowing that I'm secure enough in what I'm doing that like this is just an accent to my life and not necessarily like something that could rattle anything if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so
0: he spoke very highly of you yeah. After actually, after the podcast, that's when I, I got to hear a little bit of Let It Be, mm-hmm. and I was just like, wow. And and, and he, I mean, he spoke very highly of you and your style of music. And I mean, listening to it, he hit the nail on, on the head because <laughs> exactly how he, explained how your sound was is exactly how it sounded. And
1: yeah, thank you. That song's
0: pretty deep. It, it's it, it, when I first heard it, like, I there was a lot of bass in the, in the song because we were inside the shop, but when to actually let it out and I heard it, it was just like, I kind of had like a little emotional moment there because I had lost my dad to cancer, you know, years ago. And it's just like one of those things, like you can feel the pain in that song, but you can also feel like it's a celebration, like, you know, something bad happened, but you're, you're living through her and you're kind of, you know, fulfilling your dream. And I I think that's awesome. It's just like one of those things I was like, Oh,
1: yeah. Because I
0: reached out to you immediately you after I heard it. I was like, man. Oh my
1: gosh. I can't even tell you like what it was like, because of course, like there's this buildup, right? Like in, in my own little personal circle, like I told my family, I wrote a song. I'm a part of a song. I'm releasing a song about Abuela. And so there was just this like heavy emotional feeling for like us to, to mourn together, to grieve together. And of course, like I felt to some extent internally, like my own pressure to like do it justice, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And so, um, here I even remember it was funny because like here, of course, like you talk about it, you're promoting it, you're, you're sharing, um, something that's really vulnerable, um, and really kind of exposes a part of you. And, um, it was funny cause like the night that it was releasing, I remember like feeling like I just wanted to go to sleep like I didn't want to wait up till midnight for it to release. I didn't want to like see if I got text messages or anything like that. I just felt like this need to kind of step away where my husband was even like, yo, what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you not all up in the mix right now? Um, but I think it was like also a piece of me, a part of me just feeling that kind of weight of, okay, like once this is out and I release this into the world and it, it it has the potential to land with people like yourself. Like I, I need a moment to have it land within me and just like have it settle for a second. And so it meant so incredible. Like I think I almost got to tears. I was in my classroom when you messaged me before I think school had started or in between classes because I didn't have any students there at the time. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, like the fact that you felt compelled to even reach out or that you even felt like some sense of emotional release or some sense of like connection, um, was kind of the point for me. Like, mm-hmm. that's the reason I want to make music is to have community that where you connect over messages, over experiences, because I think if anything, this pandemic has made it feel real lonely out yeah, here. it's, it's so. def-
0: That's actually was, the whole reason that I started the podcast is just like everything's shut down. Yeah, now's the time to get intimate with people and actually, ex, you know, be able to to give people exposure that ultimately they deserve. Because I mean, the pandemic just kind of shut everybody down. And right, kind of right. Almost it, it brought out the hustle in a lot of people, and it did. I think that a lot of people kind of use that to their advantage. And you know, the strong survived on that one because your music is amazing. Your style is amazing. And I mean, it's unique. And, I, and that's another question. Your style, how did you choose it? Is it just something that you've always had in you? Or is it were you influenced by any artists?
1: Yeah. Um, it's something that I have been trying to sit with. It's a question that I've been asking myself a lot because I feel like initially um, the music that I made was in Spanish, and it was, um, it, you know, a lot of songs that were well known at the time, um, but that were again circulating kind of in, in different Christian church circles and different Catholic churches. Um, songs that were movidas, they made people move, they made people clap. Um, and to go from that to entering a space that's much more mellow but rhythmic but jazzy was something that I was drawn to but wasn't necessarily something that was being heard at the time when I was drawn to it and so it was kind of tricky like I wrote a few songs I was originally trying to um kind of I guess put myself out there as like a Christian artist um in my early 20s and I had a few songs that I was working on in a studio in California um but yeah I just didn't feel like it my style meshed with the style of the sounds that were happening in those circles at mm-hmm. the time. And, um, and that kind of, for me was enough to kind of like put a little bit of a break on it. And then even just consider, um, other things like going, just working, focusing on school and things like that. And so, um, I was thinking about it today. I'll never forget. Cause I want to say the really, the thing that kind of was the, the vehicle to like enter me in that because of my influences at the time was sister act two. Is that the one with Lauren Hill? Mm,
0: Yes, I think so. I think
1: it's the second one. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, so please don't quote me, but, um, I just will never forget because again, Sister Act was around the the type of stuff that I was watching, right? It's a church it's a church referenced movie. It was a Catholic church, like it was totally in my niche at the time. And here you have Joyful Joyful, a hymnal being sung that way or Eye on the Sparrow being sung that way and it was just like mind-blowing and mind-opening and it was something that I felt like I connected to like this need to be very passionate about what you're saying and um and then that like just kind of stuck with me and I just continued to listen to people who sing that way so Lauren Hill um Joss Stone um Of course, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, but then on the Spanish side, um, I continued to just kind of, I'm thinking early 2000s, so maybe like your Julieta Venegas, your um, even a little bit more, I would say, eclectic sounds in in Spanish than English, and Anitos Verdes, um, and just like people who were expressing through music not necessarily like trying to fit in to a specific mold but just like telling stories and that's kind of what has always drawn me nice.
0: and for you youngsters that don't know what sister act is oh my it's gosh. a movie with don't whoopi goldberg <laughs> it's actually one of whoopi goldberg's uh, better movies also
1: oh my gosh she was incredible
0: besides ghost <laughs>
1: Such good movies. She did an incredible job. Those movies are so iconic. If you haven't seen them, you have to watch them.
0: They're I like so the, cool. the first one with the the pianist oh, Alma. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alma, check your batteries. Yes. Oh, we just told her I age. Told her we just told her age. Dang it! I'm trying Sorry. to be
1: cool. Dang. <laughs> no, my students know. I'm like. I always, always age myself. I'll be, what did I say the other day where I was like, there's no way they have no, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I think it was, there was something. And I mentioned Brink, a Disney movie that was like rollerblades. (laughs) And they were like, what? What are rollerblades? Like, was that in the nineties? I'm like, no, how old do you think I am? Like, seriously? But, um, Yeah. It's funny
0: so what do your your students think of your music i know they have to have heard it
1: yeah you know um it's actually something that i've been i've always been very careful about sharing and not because of course i'm like trying to like guard it or anything like that but of but of course just for personal reasons wanting to keep some personal mm-hmm. details obviously personal um but also because Um, A lot of the music that I've been a part of, like, I can't necessarily, although I'm sure they hear music that has profanity Mm -hmm. or that has other kind of expletives, um, I can't necessarily like promote, you Mm -hmm. know? And so um, I shared a little bit, I think around the time that I was releasing Let It Be with the last year's class and that I felt comfortable doing, Um, but then only recently... Uh, when I think right after I had finished recording Blue, I decided to share for the first time with these these group of students that I actually sang and that I was working on a personal project. And so a few of them have since listened, or of course, they try to call your bluff, you know, (laughs) they'll be like, oh, yeah, right, Miss Arenas. And I'm like, just, just go on Amazon. You know, I'll like try to play it back to and say like, no, just go to Spotify or go to Apple music, type in my name. And then their eyes are like, what? She's telling the (laughs) truth. There's no way. And then they'll start listening or something like that. And so I've had a few students who've thankfully, um, since followed up a few times, like they'll be like, Hey, are you excited? Like your stuff is coming out soon. And, and I'll answer that, but I've kind of only mentioned it once and I'm not going to continue to bring it up kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So how much work
1: has gone into putting out your own album? Whew. That's a good question. It seems like in, t- in terms of time, like in of itself, like I can't really put obviously like a, an amount, but considering that it's like written in, um, I wrote it, Every song is kind of an ode to a different stage of being in love in, in a long-term relationship. My husband and I are going on almost eight years of marriage, 11 years together. Oh, wow. So we totally skipped this whole like dating app thing. <laughs> we never went through that. Um, and so we, you know, every, as I'm sure you um, have experienced or can relate to, like love in a long-term relationship cycles right you go through moments where you're super lovey-dovey you're back in love and all of that and then there's those times when you're just working and grinding for the dream and that means that there's distance emotionally romantically to some extent physically sometimes um and so all living all of those things and then getting to write about it i think um was just really just really cool. Like, it was a very interesting journey. It took maybe about a month for me to write after we selected the beats. Um, And, you know, I... Who knows if it could have been any quicker than that? Because, I mean, I'm, you know, I was writing it in between kids' baths and putting them to bed and driving to work. And um, just as things would pop up in my head, I try to make a note in my phone. Um, But... After writing it, um, we just were trying to get together to record it, and we were trying to record it initially in December, like right after the holidays, Um, but uh, a few different things went on in my personal life. We had to kind of cancel them, and then we got rescheduled for the first weekend of February and um and I was ready like I'd been sitting on these you know for a while and I every time I was in the car I was practicing singing them I was imagining changes if I wanted to tweak anything and so I went in there prepared to work if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and um and it was just really cool because um I have to shout out um Avondale Productions and Gmo, which is where we recorded the EP, I knew in my heart that that's where I wanted to record it um, because we had recorded um, Perfect Timing, the underdog music mm-hmm. group EP there. And it was just the feeling in the space was right. Like it needed to be a place where I could vibe, where I could be comfortable. And I mean, Gmo is hands down so professional and his space is beautiful and um and i just felt like i can come in here and just release all of these things that i've been like keeping to myself i'd i'd try to like show steven a few times a few things here and there and um it was it was hard to kind of keep it bottled up because that's what it felt like like i was just bottling up all of these emotions and all of these words and ideas and um it was just a really cool thing we got in there vibed to the songs. Um, Daniel showed up and, um, it was just like one after the other. Like it was, it flew by really, really quickly. It was fully finished, um, from, and there's five songs. So from the first song to the fifth song, it was four hours. And, um, I honestly thought, because, you know, as an artist, I'm sensitive about, how I do things I'm thinking can always be better. Like I'm always being critical Mm -hmm. about the product. Right. And if the product is myself, I want to be able to like manage it better or, or make sure that things sound the way I want them to. And so I went home, they had sent me all the tracks. They were so complimentary. Daniel was super, super blown away by everything. So was Gmo. And I went home and like napped first of all I felt like I had to like sleep after like so much that had gone on um but then unfortunately just feeling really like man like did I did I leave it all out there could I have done better you know and um it was really a one and done thing we never revisited again it got mastered Daniel did an incredible job it sounds so so good but it still sounds which was what was the most important thing to me it sounds like a person you're at a club maybe a nice little jazz place or something chilling vibing having your nice little drink and there's a person singing live so there's not like any super sound effects or anything it's just vocals and that's what i wanted i wanted it to be a very kind of personal intimate experience and um and that's what we have so i'm really excited I'm really excited. I'm really nervous, but I'm really excited. Yeah. Sounds amazing. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Now here's a question. is going to tell my age. Is it like La Bamba? Like when he did like a thousand takes of of the same
1: line? Oh my God. Thankfully. No, thankfully. And, and I think that that's something to say too about just like the respect that, um, like Daniel has a massive standard. I had a massive standard. um, but they went together, they were complementary, um, where it wasn't like he was going to let me say something or, or do something that he knew I wouldn't approve of later. Mm-hmm. So, um, I personally know what you're talking about, where you like have, you literally do one line and then you move on to the next And personally, like I wanted everything to flow. So I didn't, I would do entire take, like an entire all the way through the song and then all the way through the song again before we started to kind of look at, okay, is there an area that was a little faulty here or anything like that? And so I do think that it went a little bit more quickly because of that because I was focused on this if I'm singing this live like I'm imagining it at this club or whatever you only have one take Mm -hmm. to leave your impression of what the song is what it feels all of those things and so um it didn't take too long to accomplish that um I want to say at most it was probably two takes per song before we really kind of decided if it needed more than that um but it thankfully doesn't have that kind of feel that like someone has been piecing things together because although the equipment out there obviously is incredible Mm -hmm. and I'm going to age myself back 10 years ago, 15 (laughs) years ago, you wouldn't have been able to do some of the things you can do now when you mix and master. Um, it, I knew that for myself, I wanted it to feel again, like where my breath left and the next verse started, that it was still the same line, the same person singing that line. So
0: Yeah. so you're a two take
1: (laughs) did I say that on record Uh, um, like take that guys
0: (laughs) take that guys
1: for now I remember there's one song it was the final song we recorded um, and it's one of my favorites personally Um, it's called can I say what it's called hold on what would Daniel what would Daniel do (laughs) Um, Mar Adentro And, um, it was the last song that we recorded and I went through it. I felt the whole thing. I did the entire thing and I came out and I was like, all right, I'm ready for the next one. Like to do it again. And G Mo and Daniel are like, what are you talking about? That was it. (laughs) That was it. You do not need to do that again. And I literally was like, no, I'm doing it again. I did it again. And then we kept the first take because it was the one. It was mm. it was the one that it needed to be. And so, again, just super grateful for just like the mutual respect, the, the craftsmanship, the creator, um, the creative energy that there is. I think that it feels very affirming to be obviously getting back into this, putting myself out there in this way, to have someone be like, no yeah, you, you're doing the right thing. You got, you got what you're doing and be good, feel good in that, you know? That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So before you met Dan again, or you bumped into again, did you ever think that you would be doing what you're doing now? Music wise?
1: That's a good question. Not at this scale. No. Um, I had, um, done like a little bit because I'm a vocalist, I'm not a musician. I don't play any instruments. And so, although my siblings um, were, there's four of us, um, two of them are musicians and vocalists. My sister is a vocalist. And we had sung together growing up and everything. I depended heavily on being able to do anything musically on my musician's brothers, you know, because they would play the guitar, they could carry it. And so um, I did do like a little bit of a coffee shop singing in Avondale a few years ago with one of my brothers. And it was a great experience. Unfortunately, the coffee shop closed, which is why we stopped. But after that, it just kind of felt like, how else could I independently move? Because we're all married, we all have families, we all have children, like I can't ask them to commit to another music thing on top of what they already do. Um, how else can I kind of continue to express myself through music and then it just kind of like you said landed on this beautiful accident where I'm talking to Daniel and it's like oh yeah there's like a beat store world now where you can you know find producers and, and create music that's already there and you can just land your vocals and take it with you on an mp3 you know it's crazy is that even a thing anymore did I just age myself so no. much? <laughs> is, that, is that what it is <laughs> They still
0: have flash drives, people
1: still use those, don't worry. A floppy disk? I can take it on a floppy disk. You just <laughs> so. put
0: it on my cassette tape. Yeah, exactly. I recorded it.
1: On a, on a CD. <laughs> yeah.
0: So where did the name come from for your new album?
1: Blue, yeah. Um, it's. Um, it felt like water to me. The album felt, the EP felt like like water to me. It felt very fluid. It felt very flowy, like entering one thing and then going into another and returning and coming back. And so, um, when we were recording it, um, Dan asked me that he was like, Hey, so have you thought about it? Like, what is, what is it that you're feeling? And I told him, I said, you know, it feels like blue to me because blue often associated with very sad feelings, um, on an emotional scale, but it's also very beautiful. It's sky, it's ocean, it's um, all these things that to me also kind of symbolize like new life and things like that, water. And so um, just to keep it kind of simple and, and easy to recognize everyone's heard the color blue, you know, and, and something that could kind of stick also. So it just felt like that was the feeling that I got, I guess, with the, with the songs.
0: Yeah, that pretty much summed it up. That's pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. deep.
1: <laughs> I wasn't trying to go. Through.
0: <laughs> so, is there any type of music that you haven't done that you would like to try, like a different style?
1: Mm. Um, I think right now I'm I'm interested in like this kind of blending of this this vibe, this kind of jazzy instrumental vibe but bilingually like that's what i'm playing with in blue also there's um i think three tracks have spanish in them and so and and it's not heavy spanish either so that you know because people could also then think like wait is it an english ep is it in spanish it's it's just kind of sprinkled in there and um i i am enjoying that process of like being able to kind of mesh the worlds in me, you know, that are, that are me. So I think, um, maybe one day down the road, it'll have a little bit, I'd like to venture into a little bit more Spanish. Um, but as of right now, I'm just really enjoying having kind of both worlds meet as they do. And I wonder if they'll continue to do that in future projects. I don't know, you know, but for this one, it just felt like the right amount of both and um and yeah i i am enjoying that that's awesome for sure do you do you listen to music that's that has both or one or the other
0: i'm kind of universal when it comes to music like my playlist consists of murdering people and then (laughs) like really old school temptations to like it's just (laughs) i love everything yeah i got that from my mom my mom is like really heavy on like the soul music and like temptations and like every time we get in our car it's on the on Sirius XM's like the soul and then there's uh I think like the Motown station so it's it's I just love everything it's country music's kind of starting to grow on you grow on me just because you know my wife enjoys it and my son I don't Nowhere, but he's like super. He's into it. He's super country. I don't. know okay. My oldest. It's so. I don't know. I don't get it. Hey, that's
1: dope. <laughs> he's like the cowboy
0: country. boot wearing, yeah. cowboy hat wearing. The, okay. I'm like, all right, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so, dope.
0: But yeah, I, I'm I'm just universal with music. I love yeah. all types of music.
1: Yeah, I think I, I, I was a, ma-
0: be- a magician. A magician. <laughs> I used to do magic back in the day. <laughs> I think I was a musician in my past life. Yeah. <laughs> and a magician too. I did magic. <laughs> I love
1: it yeah I love that I think that um I've always enjoyed lots of different types of music as well I definitely cycle through phases right where like all of a sudden now I don't know Callie I'm just feeling like this this rustic soul coming out <laughs> right now but guys don't be mad but I still listen to Pandora <laughs> <laughs> radio station. And I love it because it always exposes me to new artists, which Mm -hmm. was the whole reason that I started listening to it a hundred years ago. (laughs) But um, I, um, yeah, I'll go through my phases where like, I want to listen to some reggae or I'll want to, and listen to like Ikolu or Matsuyahu or, um, you know, Bob Marley, of course, or all of a sudden I'm listening to Coldplay and, um, a little bit of uh, oh my gosh, that me fue el nombre. What is their name, um, honey? Why you calling me oh, so man. late? What's their name? Hinder. Oh yeah, I think so. Hinder. I think so, yes. Yes. Um, so like goes through that. All of a sudden, I'm listening to Nat King Cole and just kind of always enjoying the the different aspects that different types of music can.
0: You, you had me in Modest Yahoo.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That dude was dope.
1: Yeah, he's super dope. Yeah.
0: I remember in the movie Knocked Up, where that guy grew his
1: beard. And yeah. The, is that
0: the rabbi? I think that's <laughs> Modest Yahoo. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a good movie.
0: <laughs> so I was uh, big on like, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and all that, like yeah. in high school, and Tupac came out. Yeah, yeah. Or he'd have been out, but like the, he released that double album, The All Eyes on Me. Yeah. And then I moved up north, and my cousin was really big into like the hip hop, hip hop, like mm. break dancing, DJing, and that like kind okay. of just opened up the whole world. Yeah. I was like, wow. I actually uh, met a guy that he was like a really good break dancer at the time, and he actually went on. To join the Red Bull team, and he's that's what he does for a living. He's a professional break dancer, he travels everywhere.
1: That's incredible.
0: I I was like, I know that, yeah,
1: exactly. That's so cool. Yeah, it's
0: it's crazy. And I I mean, it was just like, I had seen the DJing and stuff, but like to see it on that level and people scratching records and people digging through crates and stuff. Yeah, wow, man, this is a whole different world.
1: It is. And I think that's the coolest part is that like you can never fully know just how many niches there are because there is literally a a interest group for everything and I think that's so incredible because it's again unifying people and allowing them not to feel alone for the Mm -hmm. things that they're interested in and for the types of music that they're drawn to and um I think that that that's what we need we need to feel connected to people to to be cared for Mm -hmm. in that way you know
0: music does it it does. Music brings people together. Totally. I also like mariachi music, so I
1: love mariachi music.
0: My uh, my dad was really big on mariachi music. It was kind of one of those things where his compadre would come over and they'd drink and listen to mariachi yeah. music and it kinda it stuck to me. my dad's favorite song was El Rey. Oh so it's just of like course. it's just one of those things like I'll be in the car and I actually yes. have a, a commute. playlist so i go to work and that's i have mariachi music in there so yeah like i said it's my 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 playlist is just all over the place yeah
1: i think there's something in mariachi that reminds me a lot of the very passionate singing in some of the the other artists in other genres that i've been drawn to that there's just this like this heart that's in it that you feel um it's it's this powerhouse vocals there's incredible musicianship um and there's always a story you're being told about an experience about a past love about the one that left Mm -hmm. about the one who's never returning (laughs) and and it's it's a journey and I think that that is incredible my family um I have this kind of sore story of mariachi in my heart where um, a few, well now many years ago, um, it was before we were married, but we'd had like this big family reunion um, at my abuela's house. And um, it was like all the extended cousins, all the tios came and they had hired a mariachi to play. And my grandma asked me so many times, sing a song, mija, please sing a song. Oh, sing a song. But they had singers there, you know? And they'd already sung the song that I could sing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I chickened out. And I was like, no, abuela, oh, it's fine. Like, let them sing. And and I, I couldn't understand in that moment that she wanted it, you know? That it was for her. It wasn't for everybody else. It wasn't mm-hmm. for anything. It was so that she would have this moment. And so that is my one little, like... Ay, no like i should have done that especially now that she's gone but
0: i mean it's not too late true
1: <laughs> yeah that's true i could always still do that yeah
0: that could still be a memorial yeah
1: yeah Totally. and i'm sure she's listening to it too so. yeah, yeah yeah. appreciate that
0: yeah the so i, I don't want to get too emotional bring up any bad memories but the yeah. ending of that song is just like yeah that's what got me i was like man
1: yeah, why'd you do that? Yeah, <laughs> 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 I know.
0: So, for you guys that have not heard this song, it's called "Let It Be," and it is probably one of the—I don't know. It's deep. It's really deep, and the ending will probably make you cry.
1: So, yeah, thank you. It was. It felt like the. I did that from selfishly, but for myself. Because I knew that like I needed her to live on forever. And that's what this music has the capacity to do today is that it's literally somewhere in the world, there's a file Mm -hmm. that will live on forever. And I needed to have not my phone break and that voicemail to be gone, you know, where I don't get to hear her voice again. I needed to be able to have her tell me, estoy bien, todo está bien. Um, I love you, you know, I'll talk to you soon like I needed to to hear that from her um, and it's something that I'll go like times um like the spaces of time where I won't hear the song, I won't listen to it, but then I'll have that little need where I'm like, I need to hear her, so I'll listen to it so that I can I can hear her and um and I actually had the opportunity yesterday to show the EP to my parents. We were just kind of hanging out, and it was it was a quiet Sunday. No one else was around. My, my children were there, but they were entertained, and so I got to play the EP, and one of the moments that my mom had was, I think it was after the first or second track, that she was like, my mom would have loved this. Like, she would be so proud of you. And so we had a little moment over that as well.
0: Yeah. I know you didn't want to talk about COVID, and I'm not going to go too much oh, yeah, into it, yeah. but so my dad's cousin which I we call them Theo and Thea because they're older and it's um so they live here in Phoenix and I work in the medical field and when covid hit I went back into it like in the I took a break I I'd stepped away from that career and thought I wanted to try something else and then I'm sitting there watching it on TV like I need to be doing this mm-hmm. I need to I this is where my heart is I I love yeah. helping people so I went back in the middle of the pandemic, just, wow. it was crazy. And I stopped going to their house cause I used to visit them often. And it's just, I didn't want to be the person that would get somebody sick. So of I kind course. of, so I kept in touch with them and then he got sick and it was right around Christmas. <clears throat> and then we, I, think, I believe it, he made it into the new year and then he had passed away. So wow, I didn't get I'm to, so sorry. I didn't get to talk to him, but there's a voicemail, just like you had, it. and I, I remember, I'm, I'm going through my voicemails, I'm deleting them, and I see this one, I'm like, he's so, like, hey, it's your Theo." I was oh, like, oh, my man, gosh, so yeah. I shared it with, uh, with uh, their family and stuff like that, and it's just like, yeah, it's just one of those things, It's it is. it's terrible, but you still have that. And I'll always have the the memories. He always called me Guy. He's like, "Hey Guy," <laughs> that's like one of the things that. Hey yeah, Guy.
1: That that's what he he would do. Yeah. But
0: yeah, man. So it, it's just I don't know. Like I said, the pandemic was crazy, and they yeah. kind of it, it was just I saw it as an opportunity to like you know what let's let's let people shine and, and tell their stories, yeah. and it kind of just snowballed into what it is, and it's crazy. Like the network that I even, I not to brag, but I had a big network as it yeah. is, but to be able to do this and to reach out to just everybody and just open up door. Like Dan Nicholson was like one of the coolest dudes. And he's oh, like, yeah. you need to, you need to check her out. You need to check her out. <laughs> and like when I was telling you, he had hit me up. He's like, you need to get her on the podcast. like, man, we already scheduled. Yeah, <laughs> we're, good. we're
1: good to go. <laughs> so yeah, man,
0: it's, it's just, it's amazing. Just the network. Cause I've, I mean, I've, I, I interviewed like bugs. He's a very well-known painter here mm-hmm. in, in the Valley and he's done numerous cars and, he knows everybody. So I mean, just to be able to do that and business owners and oh, yeah. musicians and artists, it's just like the it's it's, it's so just like cool. endless possibilities. So
1: Right. No, and thank you for doing that because you went into it from recognizing that there was a need and, and just having the, the heart that you do, which you were recognized for earlier this weekend and and um and it's one of those things where like people know when it's real Mm -hmm. they know when they have someone who handles themselves in a specific way and who carries about their business with a certain level of poise and respect and honesty and and that in of itself makes like what feels like I'm sure just doors fly open because um you know very well and I'm sure you've seen in in certain circles or anything like that where doors can just as quickly shut Mm -hmm. if you're not someone who knows how to work yeah
0: it's a it's a cancel culture yeah for sure
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: but yeah man I mean it's uh, it's crazy I'm still kind of like what this isn't real like I'll look at the podcast now and like the views I'm like
1: wow that's so cool it's it's,
0: I don't know it's weird it it really is I bet I mean and it's funny because I have like friends on both sides of the law too so it's kind of like one of those things like oh man I I don't know I'm kind of the medium here
1: that's so cool though because again like you're you're the person who's initiating it I mean this is obviously something that you're pursuing and you reap the benefits of that because you put in the work for that but then also you're also like a spectator of what's happening as a result of it so that's really cool
0: so I follow this guy on uh, on Instagram. He was a photographer. Or he still is a photographer. And then he did a podcast. And it was kind of like uh, like musicians and lowriders and all that stuff. Mm, and then mm-hmm. he started reaching out or like branching out. So I was like, man, I'm going to. I reached out to him and asked him about his equipment and stuff like that. And I, I was like, you know, I want to start a podcast. And I took it like I just went with it and ran. I didn't want to make it just focused on one thing. I didn't want it to be just photography or just mm-hmm. lowriders. I wanted to. Everybody, everybody that is kind of not been exposed, but is, you know what I mean? If they, you know what that I means? Like people yeah. that need to be, tell their story. And yeah, yeah. I think that that's kind of just why I started it. And I still to this day, I just like, man, this, I don't know. I, I never thought that this would happen. I never thought of even doing a podcast. And it was yeah. just one of those things like, hey. And then I connected with, uh, with Bobby Anthony, the owner of, of Awasa. Yeah. And it was just like, just hearing his story, and it just made me like, man, if I can get intimate with everybody like this, I mean, that's just, the possibilities are endless, so.
1: Absolutely. But
0: it's funny how you mentioned the, the award, and I was eating a hamburger at the time. <laughs>
1: hey. I it mean, was funny because I, I was upstairs.
0: <laughs> I was upstairs. I was like, man, the hop's going on. I'm just going to go upstairs because nobody's going to be in line, and nobody was in line. And then I'm eating, and I come back, and they're like, hey, did you go get your award? I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, you got an award. I was like, for eating the hamburger fast? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> that's too funny. Oh, like, and oh. they're
1: like, uh, no, like an official <laughs> I was award. Like, oh man,
0: I thought I was gonna original. get like a ribbon for eating the hamburger fast. Oh,
1: that's so funny.
0: But yeah, of course it would be me.
1: That's I was like, that's man. that's one of those stories, though. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna have one of those things where. Okay,
0: remember when Callie got an award? and He was eating a hamburger. Everyone's like,
1: Callie, <laughs> Callie. <laughs> That's what I pictured
0: everybody clapping and they're like, where's, where where's is he at? He?
1: Where'd he go? Like, FaceTime. S- <laughs> right. <else>? On Instagram <laughs> live eating this massive burger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. So
0: let's get back more into your your, your childhood music and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, you said that it was kind of like Christian base. Was it Spanish?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah it was um so we had a whole little thing like as a family we um like selena kind of (laughs) yeah like uh, what did they call they used to call us we're four but um in uh the the local parish here in in goodyear avondale area um we would sing as, the, as a family, again, my, my brothers sing, my sister sings, um, they're musicians, and then my dad is a musician, and so the five of us would show up and we would sing church music, um, sometimes for mass or different things like that, and um, I think it was like a fellow youth group member or someone had said that their boyfriend had said like, oh, are we going to go to the five o'clock mass where the Jackson Five is that the Salinas five? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I grew up, and um, we my, we kind of just fell into this thing where we were a family that traveled and sang, and I mean, if you could imagine what parent would not want to picture their children singing to God at like six years old, seven years old, you know mm-hmm. they, it was it was a very interesting time because I remember obviously I'm already the eldest and I have the you know expectation of my parents that I'm going to set a good example for my siblings because they watch everything I do and I need to make sure that I lead them down the right path but then we would show up to you know una noche de la or uh, a prayer worship night or something and my mom would give a talk because she would preach and then all of a sudden Here we would come up the little the little group, and my brother was a drummer, and my other brother was on the bass, and my dad was on the guitar, and we were singing. And all of a sudden, I would be this eleven-year-old, a ten-year-old, where you know, grown people would approach us afterwards, and they would be like, "Oh my gosh, I wish my daughter was like you. I wish my son was like you." Which at the time, of course, felt like a compliment. But looking back on that now, I'm like, your child is enough, you know, <laughs> as they are. Um, I'm sure I give my parents their own set of headaches.
0: Why can't you be like that singer up
1: there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, no. Um, and so it's, it's, it was an interesting time. And like I said, um, I actually was talking to, um, another, um, guy Santos, um, last week and we were talking about how just crazy it is to like, Even if you're raised under the same roof, technically, you can have very different experiences. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, it was like earlier in the year, we were having a conversation. Um, The siblings, we were just all talking outside and um, someone said something. And one of my brothers was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why everybody like thinks about us as like this super crazy hardcore church going family when we were little, when all we did was go to church on Sundays, like every other person or every other family. And I remember like my eyes, like probably could have consumed my face. I was like, did you just like black out all those years where you were like a teen, like drummer for massive family retreats? Like, what are you talking about? You know?" Um, but I think that me being the eldest and having that kind of responsibility, like those are my memories. Those are Mm. the things that I carry with me, you know, into, into my adulthood where they were, they had, I think a little bit more of a balance where they were involved in other extracurricular things. They were playing sports, they did other things. And for me, the only thing I did was church and music. And so, um, yeah, I just think that that's one of the, the interesting things that, like, again, we, we were in the same house. We were raised <laughs> by the same people, but we just l- have different scopes on how our upbringing was. You know? Yeah,
0: me and my sister are, like, day and night, because I'm, I'm the little brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, she was the one that went to college and became a teacher. And yeah. Me, I was, got my GED and had kids at an early age, and I kind of did everything backwards. So... I don't know. It's weird.
1: Yeah. It was really really hard. (laughs) I can imagine being super young. Yes.
0: It's funny because I always get like, sometimes I'll be having conversations with people and like, you don't know what it's like to be a single parent.
1: You're like, actually do
0: times three. So
1: yeah. 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 That
0: was, I don't know. Like I said, I I honestly, I 12 years ago, my life was not this. I was just like that guy, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get out? How What? Yeah. So, but luckily, I met somebody that she's been my biggest supporter, and she turned my life around. So, it's
1: yeah. And it's crazy how like it can really just take that. It can take literally a single person and encounter a conversation, Evie, even that will stick with you, and that will just change the way you think about things, the way you move, um, and for the better, just like for the worse, right? Um, but that's that's awesome. That's incredible. I definitely, I think, you know, with my husband and I, um, we met so young. I mean, we, we were around similar circles. Um, I went to like the Spanish youth group and he went to the English youth group. Um, but we were young adults and we started dating at like 21, 22. And again, just kind of like the nature of dating in a church sphere where again, like you're supposed to be setting an example and things like that. Like it was very, just the option of taking the relationship more seriously Mm -hmm. was just very natural to do. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think about now where I'm like, wow, like we, we went into it without the idea of we're going to play games or let's test the waters. Like it was one or the other, we're either Mm going to end up at the altar getting married or like we're just going to go our separate ways. Like that's kind of how we went into it. And, um, yeah, I can't imagine. I don't even know. Like and honestly, I don't want to know, but I how things how different things could have been even if we'd waited two more years or three more years mm-hmm. or had not taken things as seriously as we did. Um because I remember we had talked um before that I was a medical interpreter um mm-hmm. and worked in hospitals. And um I'll never forget. I mean, I was already married and with like my first child and and still maybe around the age of some of the PAs or the MPs that I was working with at the emergency room. And they would tell me like they're dating horror stories. (laughs) And I'm like, I will never have to worry about that. Like, I can't imagine like just trying to hang out with people (laughs) who swiped right on you or left. I don't even know which one. (laughs) And, And then all of a sudden, they like diss you or don't show up or they dog you or they come just for like a free meal or whatever you know and and so that that part of it blows my mind too
0: that was back when you had to actually talk to people true there's no text messaging and DMs and all that other yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah, DM wasn't a thing. I mean, we had BlackBerry Messenger, <laughs> which was pretty cool, by the way. If you don't... if I swear, if a kid calls that retro, I'm going to be pissed.
0: Did you say BlackBerry? <laughs> like, the fruit? <laughs> what is that? <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, but it, it... Hey, yeah, it's so weird. Um, it's funny now, because, like, we'll be... Like I said, we're not, we're just in our early thirties and we will have been together by the time we enter our forties longer than we've ever been apart. You know, it's one of those crazy things. Enjoy your thirties. Yeah, I will. Thirties <laughs> have been great. Hey, anyone worried about the thirties? They're freaking amazing. So are the forties. Lo- I love them. I love them.
0: Yeah. So are the forties guys. Forties are new. 30. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling my age. (laughs) My wife always tries to make me older than I am, but I'm 41.
1: Hey. Not 42. (laughs) 40 is a good age.
0: It is. My son will be 21 on the 18th of April.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: I actually just met his girlfriend yesterday. He brought her by the house. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that is
1: cool. I was worried for a little
0: bit and I was like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Is
0: he going to find somebody?
1: Hey, he did. I know. I think she found him. (laughs) Annie brought her home. I know. Annie's
0: met her parents and everything. (gasps) They like him. I I know. I asked her, "Uh, were they sober when they met him? (laughs) Because, good lord. (laughs) That's too funny. (laughs) I love my son, but he's annoying. (laughs) He knows. <laughs> he's oh, like that cool. one. He's 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 the oddball, but he's got a big heart. So.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. So three that's kids so cool. here. I am the four in my forties, but
1: hey, I don't have to find a
0: babysitter, which is
1: awesome. Oh my gosh, I'm jealous. <laughs> Actually, before I even continue with that, because we have babysitters who are always willing to watch our children. Aka, shout out to my mother-in-law who is a saint um yeah it's it's still weird though right like I mean of course my children are young they're four and six they'll be five and seven this year and they're in like the most independent they've ever been, obviously. Um, and it's a great age. Like we can get up and go places and I don't have to pack a diaper bag Mm -hmm. or anything like that. I love it. So please do not ask if there's any other plans of changing our reality because there are not. (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah, it's one of those things where, I mean, it, you have to think about everything, you know, like how long are they there? um with this whole like parenting thing that is going on too like the conscious parenting is is real i'm i'm someone who is like in the thro- throes of it and i'm like oh my gosh like i think about everything that they see that they think about who they're exposed to it's a lot so yeah i, I look forward to the days when babysitting is is off the list for sure
0: and they can do dishes and
1: everything by themselves, throw out the trash. Oh my gosh. That'll be the day. Or when you tell them, hey, um, it's so funny. Like my daughter is such a free spirit. I actually see a lot of myself in in her energy. Um, And, you know, we could literally be like, Ava, go get this. Go put that away. Go put your shoes in your room. And she'll be walking past the shoes. Stop at the sock. Pick up the sock and like make a hand puppet. And then walk <laughs> away. I'm like, go get your shoes. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's a fun age. It's one of those things where you're just repeating yourself over and over and oh, over. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's gonna be like that for the next. Oh, don't say Twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are old and to <laughs> tell my daughter some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know you're going to be 18 in a few days, right? Like, I shouldn't be having to tell you to do this. Yeah, man. Ugh. My daughter's going to be an adult. All my kids will be adults here pretty soon. Well, she's the last one. She'll be an adult. Yeah. So. Then off to college. Then
1: off to college.
0: You know my greatest fear is? What? It's not her grieving to college. It's like... A baby coming along like no oh
1: yeah 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 no yeah you better start putting all your santos on their heads and stuff <laughs> tying tying ribbons and oh, no man yeah. i'm supposed to travel the world yeah uh-huh i gotta
0: go to Disneyland. <laughs> I, <wonder. laughs>
1: I was hoping to wait for that trip
0: I want to pay yeah. seventy five dollars a person.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, I haven't even been to Disneyland in a long time, so I don't know how what the prices are. We're planning.
1: Are. We're planning to take the kids hopefully in October because we want to try the like Halloween mm-hmm. version. But it is stressful out here. I'm like I'm already looking at the tickets, and of course they haven't even released like July tickets. So I'm like all the people who do this like probably have like an app counting down when they release and i'm gonna be the one who's like finally checks and it's sold out or something (laughs) but um but yeah i'm super excited to to go to that i think that'll be a lot of fun we're we're looking forward to it for sure
0: so does your oldest know that you're like a superstar yet
1: (laughs) um they they have Oh my gosh. They know the songs. So they'll like sing them and stuff like that. And it's a lot of fun. Um, the other day, what did he say? They, they've noticed that there's more momentum because like I, they had to go on a daddy date with, for dinner, you know, right now. And that mommy's having an interview, but it was funny. Cause one of the interviews we watched it on the TV and my daughter was like, mommy's a YouTuber. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not a YouTuber. <laughs> but that was like, the crux you know like that was like whoa she made it you know um that's awesome yeah do your
0: kids watch other kids play with toys on youtube i
1: hate it (laughs) it's the worst i don't know what i don't know it's scary callie it's scary out here because of course like the same little kid who opened the 500th egg plastic egg that they could to reveal the same toy over and over but just in a different color has then like a music video of the boogeyman under the bed, <laughs> and now my kid can't sleep and is coming to my room again. And I'm like, didn't we just go through this phase? Like, I thought we were it's good. Fake. <laughs> yeah. It's fake. It's not real. <laughs> it's an actor. Yeah. So I'm constantly like in a conversation, but hearing when they're on the phones, like, what are they listening to? What is it being said? Because you never know. Yeah.
0: My uh, niece followed the watched these little like the little Filipino kids and it's funny it's like the way they they talk. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. not trying to like make fun of them but like you know that they're acting they're like oh my god what are we gonna do oh yeah yeah <laughs> and the yeah, yeah. kids are just like sucked into it like oh my god that drives me crazy
1: yeah and you know what's weird even like the the kids sitcoms like I've been trying to literally think about if. If some of our sitcoms were as forward as they are now because like for example there's this show that my kids watch it's like henry danger or something like that on netflix and it's like the superhero show or whatever but they're like tweens adolescents and so of course they're going to have content that's a little bit more mature um but for the most part like it's you know, crushes and, mm-hmm. you know, stopping the bad guy or whatever it is. And, um, but there's this little girl on the show who is so rude to everyone, like badmouths mouths, her parents, bad the teachers, the principals. And I'm like, how is she getting away with this? Like, <laughs> where are the grownups? Why aren't they saying, Hey, go to your room? You know, like, you can't talk like that. Like, where's the lesson? Because then, After one of the shows, we like, we were getting ready to leave somewhere and my brother, my brother, my son said something like, Ava, get this or whatever. And she was like, it doesn't even matter. And I was like, oh, heck no, (laughs) you're not going to start. I don't talk that way. Like you better get that little idea out of your head because that's not going to fly around here.
0: Changing that Flick's password.
1: Yeah, seriously, I have to.
0: I, I wish Sesame parental controls Street. were
1: a little more stringent, too. Because, like, I wish I could just block them. Hey, if you know how to block on Netflix, follow me <laughs> on. <laughs> Send me a DM <laughs> at la.lisette.music.
0: Whatever happened to, like, Sesame Street? Yeah. Like how come kids don't watch that? I know. My kids watched. um, oh, what the heck are their names? The Teletubbies? Yeah. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, that
0: was kind of strange. With the
1: baby in the sun? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: They didn't even talk. They just made noises. Yeah.
1: Uh-oh. Yeah.
0: yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah. And it was always on. I was like, ooh. <laughs> it was always on. Mm. <laughs> I don't understand. Was it. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to watch <laughs> this again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting one, too.
0: Times have changed.
1: They have. They continue to. They're still changing all the time. I think our childhood
0: was the best
1: yeah we played outside yeah yeah it was fun
0: luckily well my daughter doesn't like being outside so but the boys were always riding bikes skateboarding doing something and
1: yeah she wasn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah i yeah i have a lot of memories like that too of just like okay, mom, we're going to the, you know, corner store, or we're gonna um, go ride our bikes and come back. And you just knew what time you had to be home. And that was kind of it. Like there wasn't too much, you know, wild stuff going on. There wasn't a lot to overthink about, I guess. Yeah.
0: And I grew up in the country. So it was just like, I rode my bike, I climbed trees and stuff yeah. like that. And then <clears throat> I used to give my kids the freedom, like, go do something, go ride your bike somewhere. And, Go stay the night at your friend's house. Like we'd have to know their parents, of course. But, yeah, yeah. And then my mom would always give us crap. Like I never let you stay in the night. You I was like, they're not, they're not me. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not you. So <laughs> I will Don't raise them right, time. but I'm not gonna make them stay here. Like, yeah. They gotta make friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Or else I'll never leave. <laughs> my plan worked.
1: <laughs> and now the last one. Right?
0: Count down the days. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be all crying when she leaves. Famous leave. last
1: words. Yeah, exactly. Don't go me.
0: Home. You can stay here as long as you want.
1: I'm going to turn around and be like, "Wait,
0: do you need a ride to school?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was strategic. That was strategic.
0: <laughs> are you sure you, you want to drive? Are you sure you want to drive? Yeah, right. But so as far as music, I mean, where do you see yourself going from here? Is there Are you just all gas no breaks? Do you want to take yeah. a break?
1: Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I really, I'm excited for the challenge that will be, and that is like the balancing of both worlds. I I want to have both worlds, but I want to always make sure that, you know, one, isn't, robbing from the other, mm-hmm. but that they're coexisting um, to the best that they can, knowing that you know there will be ebbs and flows, and sometimes it'll lean a little bit this way, other times a little bit that way, but that overall um, my family life and my career isn't being impacted negatively. Um, and so I think that's good for me because, um, of course, like I love music, I love singing, but I also love the opportunity to have some restraint. I think, I think that's important sometimes for us creatives is to exercise Mm -hmm. some restraint and to say, okay, You've given this much time today to this or you've given this much in this week today. Let that be enough right now. Be grateful. Remain in that like sense of gratitude um, because I know from the earlier me who was so heavily involved, Like I was always searching for another opportunity, another thing to do without sitting in the gratitude. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to to sing, to perform. I would love to see it, um, become something where, Hey, other people want to collaborate on a serious level. Um, I would love to be able to, who knows, like open for some people or things like that. You know, um, Steven and I, my husband and I joke that like, uh, like supplemental income. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome. Like I can, it can help potentially, a class for my kids or pay off a debt, like always with the idea of Mm -hmm. like moving forward as a family, like that is absolutely something that, um, I am looking forward to, to seeing be a part of this as well. Um, but the most exciting part of it, I think, is just this idea of like being able to be in a room and perform the songs and have people, Connect with them and actually see that happen. You know, I think that that's that's really exciting for me.
0: So, do you have ahead. any events that you are going to be
1: performing at that you can speak about, or is that even in the works? There is something in the works. Um, the official kind of flyer or notification is kind of in that finalizing process. Um, the hope is that um, it will be an event that I can um, perform at right before the release on the 22nd, so maybe about a week before. Um, And um, that's probably about as much as I'm allowed to say (laughs) (laughs) at this time. Obviously, depending on, I don't know, when this releases. But um, yeah, I think what I'm looking forward to is that there is very serious, very concrete things being done in order to make that kind of thing happen. Um, So yeah, I'm looking forward to that a lot. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So have you had any artists that have wanted to collab with you that you can speak of?
1: Well, I've had um, quite a few people reach out to me um, right after, I think it was the interview with um, the Maddie Ice show. I had an influx of people um it was kind of overwhelming um that just were like hey like you're amazing i want to do a song with you um or hey i i want to do this that or the other but they all kind of um fizzled if that makes sense as they should i also was very forward about like i'm kind of really pushing this right now like if in a few weeks or in a few months like you're still interested like please reach out as well um but the other part of it as well is just to kind of have or maintain a little bit of, um, professionalism, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I, I don't navigate my life in a way that reaches out to someone unless I mean to, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And so it's also been a little bit of trying to decipher who's serious, who isn't serious. And also like, do we mesh musically? Like, am I also, um, interested or a proponent of the the music that you make as well i think that that's important and um and i have to be selective because of my career and so Mm -hmm. um that's another facet to it as well
0: that's a pretty big balance you have to yeah hold there that i mean it makes sense
1: yeah because you don't want to
0: you're be at the staff meeting like Did you just make a song about murder?
1: I know. Well, yeah. (laughs) Or that you're a part of one, right? I mean, at this point, like, you don't even have to be the one who wrote the lyrics or sang the words. But if you're a part of it, like, that can be a big deal. And and since, again, like, my name is my name, like, my artist name is my Mm -hmm. actual name, um, then (laughs) anyone who Googles will bring up anything, you know, that I'm a part of. And so I think that that's good, too. That's good for me to, again... Um, maintain myself and the reputation that I've so much has served to um, keep myself kind of clear of anything that could be misinterpreted or misconstrued, you know?
0: So you're kind of like Bruce Wayne and Batman at the same time.
1: <laughs> kind of both. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely trying to like have my, my little moment to shine my little light in the sky and then also get to work when I, when I need to. So. That's awesome. Yeah
0: that's a that's a pretty busy life I mean it is the family life and then finding time to make music it's it seems like it'd be kind of stressful, but I mean since you enjoy it, it's kind of probably like a a letting out of everything that you need to
1: yeah it's I would agree I think it's both I think that there's there's definitely like that like I said that little bit of question in the back of my head like is this too much am i you know am I negating anything else because I'm trying to make time for this or that. Um, That's the, I think the tricky part, but also like I kind of said at the very beginning, like tapping into this part of myself was something that I kind of let left dormant for a really, really long Mm -hmm. time. And so it's reinvigorating. It almost makes me better at all the other things that I do because I have an outlet that, nourishes that creative side of me that lets me express, um, big, deep emotions that lets me, um, think about rhythm and melody and sound and, um, allows me to play in mm. that. Cause that's what it is. It's like a form of just play. And I think that as adults, a lot of conversations are being had with this idea that like, you are allowed to enjoy, um, things that are good for you that like, you know, nurture you in some way. And so, um, that's kind of one of those things for me. And, and thankfully I'm in a place in my career in my family life in my home life where, um, it's safe to play because that's taken care of because mm-hmm. we're, we're in a place where we are handling our business, you know, and, um, and, there's a security there where I'm not risking my family's well-being to to play to enjoy. That's so, awesome.
0: Yeah, sounds like you have a good support system.
1: I do. Can I can I gush about my husband? Absolutely. I, think I haven't had a chance to. Um, he has just been incredible. Um, as you could imagine, I mean, here I am. He's my muse right? So here's this like super personal thing that's going to be put out for the public to hear in blue on the 22nd. And we've just been so fortunate to like be in one of these, like I mentioned before, cycles in our marriage where we are Together we're united, we're spending a lot of time with each other. we're also very much supporting and understanding our needs for for different outlets like for him and his coaching um, and and there's just like this really excellent balance that it again feels affirming to like be able to put something out like this. Mm-hmm. Um, But one of the really cool kind of results of it is, like, anytime I listen to the EP, like, I'm instantly transported to each and every stage of those things in the best way. Like, in that kind of reflective, hindsight is the best sight. Um, And just, like, constantly feeling super grateful, constantly feeling like, man, I have it. Like, that thing that people are out there looking for, like, I have that. In this person like i have a person who wakes up and chooses this life with me every day and like what more could i want and he's pretty freaking badass like he's an intelligent guy he's super funny he's so he's such a like person that people lean on for all the right reasons and he just means the world to me and so to be able to like have music out there that my kids can listen to when they're older or think back to, um, it's just also just so exciting. Like it's as much as it is something that is out there for everyone to enjoy and that I really do hope people genuinely enjoy. Um, it's also something that feels very mine. It feels very ours, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and that's just as equally just, I feel very fortunate to be able to experience it in that way. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: That way you don't have to worry about, well, you know, the arguments later, just cause everything's out there on the table. He already, <laughs> he already knows. So I mean, there's going to be arguments of course, of but course, yeah. there's nothing like, Oh yeah. I forgot to tell you that I have to do this and that. So. Yeah. Right. Just like that, like this past weekend, uh, the missus knows that, you know, he's going to be gone, mm-hmm. but I've learned over the years that I can get everything done really fast so I can be home. So like Thursday was a roll in. I was there for a couple hours and I made it home like right when she was going to get ready to go- or get off work and then Friday the same thing and then actually the day of the show I left before the concert and all that stuff was over because I mean I've done it you for, there, for yeah. years so right. it's just one of those things that I know how to kind of manage my time now and, right. and even when I'm editing photos I'll edit a bunch of photos at one time so I have content to post for the rest of the week so I don't have to be sitting in front of the computer all the time So
1: Yeah and that comes with like I think that that is so important because sometimes maybe behind the scenes or or from what it appears, right? Like the appearance of social media and the things like that and what you share, um, people can often think like, oh, um, you know, they're just pursuing it. And the other person just has to kind of sacrifice everything so that this person can achieve whatever their goal is. Mm -hmm. But I think a, a sign of a very mature relationship is that the person pursuing is also not letting that pursuit stop them from pursuing their life with their partner, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you even having the, the awareness to say, wait a minute, like, yes, this is my thing. Like I do this and, and people love me for it. And I love, I love it too, but this is my person. And I want to just, as much as I want to do this, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. So like having that ability to like you said, set parameters to say, Hey, this is around the time I can finish. I'm good. Now I can go home. I think that that's just as equally important to be a message out there. Cause sometimes I think like anything, we can lose sight of the balance, Mm -hmm. right? And, um, it's important to, um, be reminded that the balance is what makes it work. Because if it ever Definitely. leans too hard to one side or the Definitely. other, that oh, boy yeah. is gonna rock. I've been there before. Pretty heavy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so like with my style of photography. I I've when I first started it was kinda like practicing with the kids. Even my photography started twenty one years ago with or almost twenty one years ago with my son. He was born and was just like one of those things like, oh, I need to get a camera. Yeah. And then, back then I was shooting with film. Some of you guys don't know what film is. You <laughs> have to take the photos and then you have to take them somewhere to get developed
1: right right so
0: um and then i kind of just like let it go i didn't do anything and then i met my wife and i think we were married already i believe so we got married and then i was like you know what i want to take pictures so i bought a camera on ebay and then i mean it kind of just snowballed into what it is now yeah. and it's just i have a style where I, I i started taking pictures of the kids and then family portraits and then the, of course the cars i've been around cars and i had a lowrider bike and then i built a lowrider. so it was, it, it's so just cool. something that i've been drawn to yeah and i never really worked with models and if i did it was kind of like a classy thing and then this weekend at the show i kind of took a photo that's kind of it's kind of it, it's provocative or sure sure and it is <laughs> and she saw it. and I was like, "She's like, oh, so this is what you like." I, mean, I was like, "No, no, it's, it's, that's why I don't do it."
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's yeah. just
0: like one of those like you. The shot, I I see it as art. It's not just like, oh, look at this girl's half naked. I don't right. see it that
1: way. But right, right. right and I
0: right. mean, I can see where people can be like, it's a little it's a little much, Kelly. <laughs> but and it's funny sure. because you only see those pictures at Showtime. You'll never see them. Like any other yeah, time, yeah, it's always at a the, that car show. Yeah. So and it's yeah, I think it's the same model too. To be honest with me, it's the last <laughs> time I did it. Um, it, it's just I don't know. I I have a daughter, I have a wife, and it's kind of one of those things. Like I don't want them thinking I'm like some perv or something. So.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 But, and that's that's important. That that like you said, you've you've made a conscious effort and decision for yourself and for the well being of your home as well. Um, but also like it's, it's interesting that you say that because it's like one of those things where, um, like anything, you know, at at any given time, depending on how much time, how much distance there's been or anything like that, where you just feel like I want you to see me, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want to be seen by you and to be seen by you in the way that maybe other people would see that image. Right. And so, um, in, in so many words. And obviously I can't speak to, to her meaning by that, but, um, yeah, I can imagine, I can remember ever feeling like, Hey, wait, <laughs> hold hold on, like, turn around, look at me. You know, like,
0: there was a lot of people there. This just wasn't us too. Was, <laughs> right, was right, right. It was a
1: crowd. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. But no, that's good. That's, it's important that not only, um, that you like i said are are aware of that and you make conscious moves to to put yourself in positions where you aren't making her feel mm-hmm. comfortable you know that that's that you are aren't also like making excuses or saying like what well, doesn't matter like i this is my job you yeah. know or being rude <clears> about I it i can't use that one no. <laughs> uh-uh. we gonna have some problems right. <laughs> and, it's,
0: and it's it's so it's weird like i don't know like So she was, the model was there. And of course it was like, everybody gravitated to her. Like all the photographers, like, Mm -hmm. and it's not really my style. I'm not that kind of photographer. I don't, that's not how I grew my following by that. That's just not me. Um, but it's not even like she's pretty. Like she's, and she's a very cool, very well-respected model. She's, you know, she's huge. But it's like one of those things where I'm just like, oh, yeah, she's fine. I'm gonna take a picture. Like, it, it doesn't do oh, that to yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I understand. So it's just like, it's work. It's not like I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. trying to create art. I'm not just like, ooh, right. I'm gonna take this picture and, you know, blow it up and put it in my living room or something like that. It's just. Right. And it's not that she's not attractive. It's just like, I'm not. That isn't the kind of. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah.
0: I'm not like, oh, my God, you're gorgeous. It's. Here, let me take a picture of you. Right, yeah. no,
1: you you were also aware of like ah her position, the cars, the Some colors. Some guys are gonna be like, like
0: dude, what's wrong that. with you, man?
1: <laughs> it's not. Hey, each their
0: own, uh, you know. Like, I mean, yeah, she's pretty, but it's not like, oh my god, I gotta get this photo. It's just right. I could have went without, yeah. but yeah, yeah, the shot was there, so I took it.
1: Yeah, and that's good. That's good that you like you said you have, uh, for you and for your style of photography, like that is. That isn't like necessarily the motivator mm-hmm. for taking the image. It was the art, and and yeah.
0: Because people can scroll through my feed and they'll see oh, a few pictures of of females in there. So
1: it's yeah, like
0: even ever. when I when I launched the Streets of Arizona brand and we had the shirts, I was very you know picky of what I wanted and how I wanted. I didn't want to be that brand that you know has half naked girls out there, and that's just. If I have to grow my brand to do that, like that, then I don't need to be running a brand, so.
1: And honestly, like, if you think about it, the, I mean, which you obviously have, um, it's, that isn't the clientele. Mm-hmm. The people wearing the clothes and the attire aren't necessarily out here Yeah, and nothing, you know what I mean? Walking the main streets of <laughs> Phoenix, you know what I mean? So, so you want, yeah, like you, you're you're aware of that and who, who is purchasing it and what their styles are and, and even maybe the lines of work that they're in and all of that. I think that that matters for sure. And um, like you said, it's crazy. Cause I mean, if you think about it, once again, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, like you, that was the selling thing. That was the image that people wanted to purchase things. But now it's like, no, it's the everyday person. Like that's yeah. the image that people gravitate towards.
0: And you get canceled if you do something crazy too. So it's yeah. just like, yeah, gotta watch out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I sell whole shirts. They cover the whole
1: body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you want to
0: cut them up later, then that's, that's on, on, you, on you, but yeah it's funny because i actually had somebody that bought him, and she told me that's what she's gonna do i'm like you bought
1: it go ahead yeah it's yours do your thing for you sure
0: tie diet go ahead
1: yeah i um i actually did that what was it there was a sh- like a pop-up that oldie but goodie did outside of dodge city tattoo in avondale and um the owner super super we went to high school also Love his stuff as well. And I had bought a shirt and I think it was his mom or someone, one of them had reached out and was like, girl, I just cut off the the shoulders. And I was like, oh my God, I'm totally going to do that. And I did. And it's like one of my favorite t-shirts to like walk around in and to just even, I've even dressed it out. Like it's, it's one of those things where again, like you know the person. You have a name to the face to the brand. Um, you know the story, and that is what draws you to to want to support. And so
0: he's a cool dude
1: too. Yeah, he's super cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: actually saw him out at one of the working class pop ups. He came up to me. I was like, "Hey, man, it's just one of those things. Like, I love small businesses, and I'll support them. Like, I'll I'll buy stuff from my friends before I'll go to them. right. And it, like, it's funny I because I mean. I make good money, you know, and I don't go to the malls and stuff. I'm like, I'm cool with the Walmart, you know, three ninety nine oh, yeah. shirt. Yeah, 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 I don't have, like, Let me get the... the job done. <laughs> I don't have the $150 shoes. I got some Vans. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So it's weird. I don't know. But that's how... I don't know. I don't even want to say that's how I was brought up, because my mom was kind of, like, fancy. And my sister's real fancy. Really, like, really? Here I am with the Walmart shirt, like... <laughs>
1: It's three dollars. They're over here, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing
0: that? Why are you saying they were bougie? Because you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I'm, I just that's kind of another reason why I did the podcast because it's like you have these brands that are trying to compete with other brands or even just trying to get known, and it's just like I'll rock it, man. Yeah. I even I gave him a shout out on uh, one of the videos I did. I think it was one of like the Kike videos I did. I was actually yeah. wearing a hat so i mean that's free publicity for them and yeah. i'm doing it as you know we're cool and i want to see you see you shine so that's kind of kind of the reason why i i, I try to wear everything like i look like a Owasa billboard all the time <laughs> big shout out to bobby but i mean i i haven't even bought anything from him it's weird like i tried to he's like no nah, man we're good i was oh. like man you can't be giving me clothes
1: yeah <laughs> like my, my whole i
0: i have like six shirts
1: and like Four hats, oh my God, my like, dude hooked up
0: I was like, I know why you're doing it, so I always wear it I like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I always have it in my rotation so that
0: way people always see it,
1: yeah 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 yeah,
0: but yeah I mean
1: I- and I love that I think that one of the things too that um in this whole pandemic thing that has come out is like the um just that kind of mentality of like we gotta support each other like I got your back, you got my back, and Um, And my thing, like, one of the things that I've always struggled with is, like, the idea of, like, asking for a deal because we're cool. Like, no, like, you're my homie. I'm going to support you 100. Like, the full. Don't give me the the homie discount. Don't give me the family discount. Like, I want you to be successful and I want to provide in the same way that anyone else would provide you know
0: it's funny that you said that so um I did a podcast with now or never mm-hmm. and I saw him at one of the shows and he was telling me about the the shirts he's like yeah you know some people want discounts all the time and he's like how much is the shirt he's like 25 he's all like, how much if I get two? 50 <laughs> it's $50
1: bro 50? I started
0: laughing I was like dude people are like that it said, 50
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the things too, that también you're seeing like people who are like, wait, let me barter a little bit, you know? And, and that's, that's something that I remember always seeing. Like that's, that's, I think a natural tendency for some people. Like, let me get a good deal out of this too. But, um, but the nice thing too, is that people or people who are at at those, in those phases where they're growing their company to have that pushback to Mm -hmm. say, Nah, man. Like that's the price. That's what it is. You Do you know? say
0: that the movie theaters like? Let me get two tickets for eighteen <laughs> dollars. No,
1: exactly. That doesn't work
0: that way. Right. Let me get that large popcorn for the medium price. Right. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And unfortunately, some people are like that. It's kind of yeah. sucky, but
1: yeah.
0: It's cool that people actually support small businesses. Yeah,
1: so. and it's also like I wonder if it if that culture that mentality changes a little bit the more pushback there is the more that it's kind of like nah bro that's not fine uh, yeah exactly sorry i'm getting messages from steven he's like are you finished We're
0: hurry up so wrap it up <laughs> i do have to say something your dog is
1: persistent yes hasn't given up this yes. entire time by the way if you've been hearing the little tappity things that's my dog at the glass door the whole time ready to be let in Stella. It's, like, it's dark outside. <laughs> you are in there. I know you hear me. It's like that thing. I know you hear me. I can me. see you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so is there
0: anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to talk about?
1: Um, just that I you know, blue this EP is really meant um, to celebrate and to kind of get into that kind of feely, touchy-feely part in yourself, um, where you're just, if you, if you've been in a long-term relationship, um, or you've experienced that kind of falling in love motion, or you're in, like in with my, um, single right now, Shine On, that's out on YouTube. Um, if you're in that phase in your relationship where you are, just working, working towards the same goal and, you know, that compromises your time together and you're just kind of having to be that little cheerleader saying, hey, you know, we'll catch up when we can kind of thing. Like that's kind of what this EP is. It's to celebrate those phases of love and to feel like, and to kind of just chill and vibe too. Also, like I mentioned earlier, like it's very, um, very soul true, very soulful. Like I personally, could imagine being at a jazz club and just kind of sitting back and enjoying just music and and being caught up in a moment, you know, in a in a time. And so I really appreciate your platform. I can't say enough. Thank you for as you said a year later here we finally are. Thank
0: you and for making time cuz I know you're very busy and Thank you. I do appreciate it. So let everybody know where they can listen to your music and where they can follow you on social media. If you know, some people are kind of iffy about that, like don't follow me
1: oh no (laughs) no please follow me Um, I would say that um, okay so currently the Let It Be song um, that is my single from last year it was released last year in 2021 Um, that is available on all streaming platforms like Apple Music Spotify you can even look it up on YouTube Um, it's on Amazon too it's on Amazon Um, and so there's that if you want to just kind of get a little bit of a taste of what kind of music I have made um, I'm also a part of a few other artists music and that's also available so if you look up Dan Nicholson um, or Underdog Music Group and I'm also in a song with Gmo from his last album um, so I have, I have I think about five or six songs that I've been a part of um, that's all available on all music platforms and then my personal Instagram page my music Instagram page is la L A dot lisset l-i-z-e-t-h dot music um please follow there i have my website linked to the account so any performances interviews and things like that are coming up there and then of course like save the date i have um blue dropping everywhere on friday april 22nd and um yeah i hope that when it does you're in a chill spot you got the lights dim low maybe you got a nice little cold i don't know um beverage of your choice and um that you just enjoy the ride that it takes you on and and please don't hesitate to like message or send me a message and let me know um if you enjoyed it or or what you thought um i always appreciate hearing from people so yeah um, give me a follow Hopefully I'll run into you at one of these uh, performances sometime soon.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate it.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: And you've been listening to Coffee with Callie with the lovely and very talented Lisette Arenas.
1: Muchas gracias. Yes.